and welcome to Overthinking with Wine. My name is Tiffany Krylov and today my co-host is Damien Krylov. Hello. Damien, thank you for coming back. I'm back. He's back. We've only what been without you for two weeks and then all of a sudden you I've missed it. been on a sabbatical. <laughs> sabbatical, you had a break, but I've dragged him back on. Now, I had to have Damien for this episode because we're going to be overthinking international travel and our experience at the Super Bowl. So the like, Super Bowl. <laughs> so I thought, might as well bring the person on the podcast who was with me. And we're going to be pairing this topic with a lovely Chardonnay. Chardonnay. A Chardonnay from Cannibal Creek, 2009. 19 Chardonnay. Uh, so we'll go into the wine a little bit later on the episode. Now it's always important. We have to ask each other the important question just so all the listeners are on the same page, just in case they miss the first three episodes that you, you co-hosted on. And that question is, Damien, are you an overthinker? I'm still going to say no, but over <laughs> the pre-traveling, traveling after, I think I became a little bit of an overthinker. A little bit overthinker. We're getting, Stressed out, We're going to be getting into that because we did, we had a lot of stuff that had to cause us to overthink. Otherwise, we would have been in trouble. So, yeah, you had a bit of a taste of it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like it. I like to be my normal stress-free self. Stressless. And Tiffany, are you still an overthinker? Yeah. And you're, yeah. and you're right. The, the, the going overseas really heightens my overthinking. Oh so my God. I was, I it was brought at, me out of the shadows. He <laughs> brought you out, but I was at peak Tiffany overthinking. But anyway, let's get into the topic. All right. So as many of you know, uh, and just in case you don't know, Damien and I went to America uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went for the Super Bowl, as the title <laughs> is obviously giving away. And uh, it was a whole experience in itself. Obviously, traveling overseas um, after the last couple of years of, you know, being locked inside our house. Wild. It was uh it was an absolute experience. And I've had a lot of people sort of ask like, what the whole experience was like. So I thought, oh, well, might as well. We're not going to pass up an opportunity to talk about our holiday. Um, and I think it's, yeah, it is. The more we sort of like keep each other in the loop about what these procedures are um, and what it's like traveling overseas, it kind of takes the fear away a little bit from it. So yeah, so I think it's like, we'll start from the beginning. All right. So, cause some people didn't realize I had a couple of people think that we had this like planned for a while and it just so yeah, happened. Since we were born, we wanted yeah. to. <laughs> We had this all planned and we're like, and it just so happened to work out that while we were going to America, we were at the, we, the Super Bowl was what on. A quinky dink. No, <laughs> this was not planned for a while. This was, we made the decision across what, how many days was it? Was it was a week before. A week, yeah. Rough, over three days. Over three days, we had to make this decision. And we had to, we, we had planned to travel internationally this year, hopefully, but it was going to be a long way off in the future. And we hadn't even like looked at any of the rules. We knew people were going to like Thailand and Bali and things like that, but we had not for a second thought we're going to be traveling overseas anytime soon. And then all of a sudden in the scheme of three days, we had to figure out how in the world, how, where, who and what, why, <laughs> yeah. how, and if we can get Super Bowl tickets how we leave the country, what we have to do to leave the country, how what we, we have back? to do to get back Will in. we get home? <laughs> Will we get back home? Will we be stuck in America? We figured that all out in three days and they were probably like the most stressful three days of our life. Yeah. We will we will go into it because it was a story. I have loved people going like, oh, it's so good. You're just spontaneously deciding to just up and oh, go. It was so fun and free. It was spontaneous, but it wasn't an easy like, we're going, let's go. This is fun. Yeah, well, back in the day, you could. Now it's like, 
oh. where's the paperwork? Where's the tests? No, we went through a couple of days of turmoil. Definitely wasn't a stress-free <laughs> experience, but I actually would say that the traveling side of things wasn't stressful. It was just the sort of... Yeah, it was just the pre and post. Yeah, yeah. So no, we weren't... Um, this wasn't a, a pre-planned thing. What happened is, you know, for people who don't know, my NFL team, we both support the NFL. The Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> we both support the NFL, but my team's the Cincinnati Bengals. Damien is pretty much an honorary supporter now. I've told Ooh. him. <laughs> I've told him. Who day, baby. I've told him you're pretty much stuck with us now. Um, we had this running joke. When we were in America in 2015, 16, we were there for the Super Bowl. We didn't go to the Super Bowl, but we were in San Francisco the same time it was on. And like there was so much hype and it was so exciting. And I remember saying to Damien, and Damien supports the Green Bay Packers, okay? So it was always more likely that your team was going to get into Super Bowl before Lol. mine. <laughs> Lol. But I remember saying to Damien, I'm like, Damien, just so you know, and we're coming off seeing the Bengals, we that trip, a couple of maybe like yeah, a, a, a week or two or a trip before, we lost the playoff game against the Steelers. One of the most heartbreaking Bengals games in history. Now it takes second place <laughs> over the Super Bowl loss. I've been there for both <laughs> of the games. Um, I said to Damien, I said, if the Bengals ever make it to the Super Bowl, I said, Damien, we have to drop whatever we're doing. We have to go. And little did I know that that would happen. That would be like 30 years away. Yeah, no, I'm like, this is never going to happen. That was a cute joke. (laughs) Five, six years later. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, the Bengals won the championship AFC game against the Chiefs, which was unheard of. Yeah, wild. And I didn't know how to process it because I was so happy. But then instantly my brain's just going, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. How is this going to happen? How will we achieve? <laughs> I am like, I'm, I am crying of happiness. And then all of a sudden I'm just hit with this like, how do I get there? Oh, and this has to happen. How are we going to do it? <laughs> how did you feel, Damien? Because, okay, you knew this. We've had this conversation and I had sort of warned you, but... As my yeah. partner, and <laughs> how did you feel? Happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> how did you feel when, when the Bengals won? What went through your head? I was, like, very exciting. It's like, it's never, it was a it was just a miracle journey for him. And yeah. And then I was like, oh, fuck, we have to organise and figure out if this is going to happen. <laughs> did you hope for a second, like, has she please changed her mind? Has she going to come to her senses? Is she going to come to her senses? No, it's just more like, quickly Google, like, fuck, they're expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I thought they were going to be cheap. I did. I mean, we knew they were going to be expensive. Like we looked at ticket prices before when we were in the States for the Super Bowl before. And it was like, okay, like that was a like a ridiculous amount of money. But we're like, oh, you know, if it's your team, it's fine. They were a lot more expensive this year. We found out that this was the most expensive Super Bowl in history. A lot of the tickets were already pre-bought up. The fact that it was in Los Angeles. Yeah, that doesn't help. And SoFi Stadium, which is a, a new stadium and it's amazing and impressive. But, you know, that was always going to make it expensive. And also people in LA have money. So they could always ask a lot for tickets because they were going to sell them. So, yeah, the most expensive Super Bowl in history. Hopefully it doesn't get more expensive every year because this is ridiculous but anyway we'll get into that later so yeah we had to consider the price so that was going to be a massive factor but then obviously um the traveling rules and it just so happened to us to be the perfect scenario so because as people know we had covid uh and pretty much when we won that game you were still in your isolation period. So we were like, we were still in that experience and we're like, okay, well, what does that mean? We've had COVID. How does that affect you with traveling? 
So we ended up doing a bit of research and we found out that, and I don't know if these rules are going to change because they change every two seconds, but essentially at the moment, after you have COVID, you know, after you recover, you've sort of got a 30 day grace period where you can sort of get this like past COVID medical clearance, which essentially means because after you've had COVID, you can still, it's called positive shedding. You can still test positive even after you're not contagious anymore and you've recovered. Um, So there's exemptions in place if you get everything done by your doctor and fill out all these forms. Um, But once we had that, we kind of realized, okay, this sort of gives us room to move because we weren't too sure. But what it meant is technically speaking to fly to America, the rules are at the moment, you have to get a negative test within, within 24 hours can be, can be rat. It can be PCR, but it just has to be one at a private clinic. So you you pay money for it and you get like a proper result. It can't just be a rat test you've done at home. Mm. Um, But then we realized, okay, technically speaking, we don't have to do that. We, we got a rat test at the Melbourne airport. That's because we were just like, we weren't sure overthinking it. We we were hundred percent overthinking the rules. We weren't sure what we had to do. So we did both and we came up negative. But then when we spoke to them, they said, no, 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 it's fine. You, cause you have these forms. You don't actually have to get tested, which came in like a massive advantage when we were coming home from America, because a lot of the other Australians we met, um, you know, in our sort of Super Bowl group, they were talking about, okay, they're flying home, they have to get tested in America. And if they tested positive in America, they would have had to isolate there for like six days. It was so stressful. So stressful. And as much as like we loved our time there, um, international travel, when you haven't done it for a while, is overwhelming. We were really tired even after just that like one week. And the idea of being stuck in the States for another week because you've caught COVID over there, that was terrifying. So as much as international travel is back, you've still got these hurdles to jump over and it's a daunting thing. But yeah, if it was like us, if you've had COVID, it seems to be the best time to go overseas as yeah, soon as you've recovered. Holiday. <laughs> as soon as you have COVID, see it as a win. Once you've recovered, jump on a plane and come back within the 30 days and you can't go wrong, basically. That's the only way to do it. Otherwise, it's too like... It's too stressful. Too stressful. So just so you got an insight into Damien and I's life. So we're, we're tossing up all this. So we went back and forth about going that many times. Like Lily is on Damien's lap. She's now going to contribute to the podcast just so everyone knows with her noises. She's going to let us know that she missed us. That was a Lily. <laughs> Lily Never leave me again. <laughs> no. So we, we went back and forth many, many times. And there was one day when, you know, without getting too much into it, the price went up even more than what we were considering because we forget that Americans don't include tax in their prices. So we're sitting there going ready to buy these tickets. We've wrapped our head around it. And then all of a sudden we add to cart and considerable amount of money is added because of tax. So all these things came into play. And then all of a sudden we had like a hurdle that we ended up trying to buy the tickets through this American site. We decided we're still going to do it even with the tax. They took the money out of our bloody account. And then all of a sudden I get an email back saying, sorry, your tickets are cancelled. And I'm like, what is happening? Then What's I, going on? I am like ripping my hair. I'm so stressed. And then I end up having to do like an international phone call to America and be like, why did you cancel our tickets? The money's gone from our account. And they're like, oh, no, sorry, because it's an international transaction. Like, well, you have to do this wire transfer and do it a different way. And I said, sick, but the money—the money. money's still holding impending. Like, you know, it could hold impending for like 10 days. And, and then after 10 days, the Super Bowl's done. 
So I was like, okay, we're not going. So then we were like, we're not booking through them because that's too hard. They were great and did cancel the transaction. So we got the money. Yeah, because it slipped through like on there, like past, even though it canceled, it still went through. Yeah. So they ended up fixing for that like within a couple of hours, which was mm. a lifesaver. But then we ended up finding um, this group called uh, Insider Sport Experience, which are they're like Australian based, but they sort of between, based between. Yeah, they partner with the NFL. Yeah. And they're based between Australia and the US, but you know, they're, they're Aussies. And we could book through them and we could book in Australian currency. Um, it came with hotels and it came with transport to the game. It was, um, it just sort of made the whole thing. It was a little bit more pricey than what we had initially planned. So once again, it was another hurdle we had to consider like, okay, now we've got to book this entire package, but so worth it in the end. But I just took the stress out of it. I took the stress out of it. But before we committed to this, I had a moment where I was like, no, we can't do it. it. It's it's too much. We can't do it. It's so much money just for a week. We can't travel overseas. It's still so stressful. It, it was just, it was too much. And I said to Damien, oh, I think it's going to be a no. And I, th- and Damien was really good. He kind of left this up to me. He knew that I had to sort of come to it on my own. And when I said the no, Damien's like, he, part of him, you know, was like, okay, that's fair. And then I was trying to wrap my head around it that we weren't going to go. And I just crumbled. Like I went outside (laughs) and I was trying to wrap my head around it and I just cried. I was so upset and I was so disappointed and I was just a mess. Like, Damien, have you seen me that emotional before over something? I'm very good. Just crying outside, crying in the shower. crying in the shower. Just, I'm good. Like, you know, we face disappointment. We haven't been able to do everything we want to do in life. And I I can cop it on the chin usually and be quite level-headed. This was something else. I was so devastated that we weren't going and I was just an absolute mess and I was just, yeah, crying outside, crying in the shower. And then I'm like, I had to, it's one of those things that my brain knew we shouldn't go, but my heart was just not giving up. My heart's like, no. Yeah, you get on that plane, bitch. We're going. And that was the first time I've ever made my brain match my heart. You know what I mean? Like I was like, sorry, brain. You've got a lot of reasons to have your concerns about this trip, but no, we're going. And then we ended up after going back and forth, we committed to it. We bought the tickets that Corinne with the insider sport experience were, they were amazing. They were so patient with us, but we ended up having to do all this. Like I said, quite quickly within a matter of, you know, a couple of days, book the tickets, book the flights, a hotel was booked, got everything organized, booked our Disneyland tickets, we're like, bang, 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 bang. And all of a sudden we're like, okay, we're going. Now we're just going to get there. This is real. Yeah, so before we had to go, we kept checking a website called Sherpa, mm-hmm. which told us about you put in where you're flying from, where you're flying to, and yep. they tell you what you need. And they update it like hourly. Yep. So we had all this extra paperwork to do on the way there, on the way back. So it was a whole couple of days of like, I think I've ever checked a website so often <laughs> in like, two days than I did then. Yeah. What are we doing? What do we need? Okay, has it changed? Okay, so we need to get tests. We need to do this. Okay, so we got the paperwork and then even though we have the paperwork, is that going to get us through? What happens if we get stuck there and it's... Yeah. So it was, So what Sherpa told us that we needed, uh, you needed an international um, vaccination. vaccination certificate. Yep. So it's not like our green one. It's a, like it's a, a blue, blue one. one that you have to do. I had to do all this change around because I ch- we got married and my name has been changed but it hadn't changed on Medicare so I had to fix all that up so another hurdle I had to get through heaps of fun we also needed to do the past uh, positive medical clearance which yeah. is for having COVID so we had to do that with the doctor Damien got out of isolation 
pretty much like on the, the Monday, we went to the doctors on Tuesday to get the forms and we were on a plane on Wednesday. Yeah. So it was really cutting it for time. You had to fill out a form when you went to like flirt, had to fill out a form going into the US. Yep. So saying you abide by their COVID policies and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So you had to have that. Um, and all this was checked with the airline. I wasn't sure. I was like to Damien, like, is it just going to be the airline that's going to check us or is there going to be... You know how they should do that. Yeah. Is there going to be someone at customs? Is there going to be like a COVID stop before the customs stop? No, there was nothing at the airport. The airlines are sort of like. They police it. They police it and things like that. So if you can get on the plane, then essentially you can get into the country. Mm -hmm. So that makes it a lot easier, but that's not something we knew and we were really concerned about. Because you don't know every website says something different. Yeah. 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 So that was it. So the paperwork we need, but when you were checked in, when you got to Melbourne airport, of course you have masks on. But it was busy. Like there was a lot of people there because we can fly out from Australia. So there's a lot of people. Well, at our time when we came back home, you still couldn't fly in. Just willy nilly, you had to be a resident coming back. Um, But everything else felt normal. Took a little bit longer at the airport because the the the, everyone was checking. You're not just checking passport and tickets. It's like, okay, cool. Have you got this form? Yeah. Have you got this form? So the line took a bit longer. And a lot of people didn't have things. I don't know how you still miss it, but people didn't have the test and they had to go get the test. So people were weren't checking and weren't doing their due diligence. People just thought it was like normal normal day of the office. You go and you just fly out with no consequences. No, no. So they were holding up the line. But anyway, once we're in in the airport, we're fine. Jump on the plane now. Planes for the moment. Yes, have to wear masks. Yuck. Yuck. Disgusting. It, it was gross. It was painful. You had to have them on. The flight to America was a, a bad flight. I didn't really love it that much. I was very cramped. I had the lady in front of me put her seat back. As soon as you take off? As soon as we took off. And it was like that for 14 and a half hours. And I was like, sick. This, this is, is gonna be, This is going to be great. But no, flight was But You had to keep the mask on the whole time. Only not when you were eating. Uh, and if you like, if you didn't have it on when you were sleeping, they would wake you up. Like one of the questions someone asked us is like, you know, were we afraid flying with the, you know, the fear of COVID? And I wasn't really, I, f- I feel like the plane, I felt safe because you knew the majority of people on that plane, they had been tested and they'd just been negative or um, they've had the past COVID medical clearance like we have. And it's very unlikely. So the plane, I felt safe. Yeah. That was, I guess everyone has to, everyone on it is clear. Yeah, yeah. So plane we felt safe, but other than that, normal plane flight. We got to America and we had decided, okay, if we're going for the Super Bowl, we're gonna make it worth it. Okay, we cram can, it in. We're gonna cram everything into the days, and we, and we had things we wanted to do. Okay, we wanted to go to Disneyland so much. Okay, we love theme parks. I was just when I was in lockdown, I remember just being on TikTok and like seeing people in America just like at Universal Studios, at theme parks, at Disneyland, and I was so jealous. And I was just like, as soon as I'm free. I'm going to a theme park. And I was just so excited for it. And it did not disappoint. What happened? We got to Disneyland. We arrived on the Wednesday. We w- Wednesday night, quite late. We went to sleep, had Chipotle, went to sleep, woke up the next day, did a 13-hour day at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. What a way to beat jet lag. <laughs> we were just ready to go. And we had, honestly, one of the greatest days. I was having so much fun in Disneyland. In order to get into the, the theme parks, you had to show your vaccination certificate. Yep. So it's like, you know, in Victoria, we've got to like check in and do all that stuff. You don't have to do that stuff there. You just have to show your certificate along with your ID. Yeah, whereas uh, unlike Australia, you have to be vaccinated to go everywhere. The states yeah. are, you either are vaccinated or you have to have a test within 24 hours yeah. to allow to get into theme parks, concerts, sporting events, anything that where there's a crowd. Yeah. 
because their vaccination rate isn't as high, they say, okay, cool, if you're not going to get vaccinated, you at least have to be negative. Yeah, so that was – and they have these, like, pop-up tents everywhere where they did, like – Free COVID tests. COVID testing and things like that. So that was really interesting to sort of see that. Yeah, so we did things like Disneyland, had the greatest time there. Galaxy's Edge, highly recommend. Love it. Please go. If, <laughs> if you like Star Wars, that was so much fun. I could have spent – like, it's not even that big, but I could have just spent so much time just walking around there and just we looking could- at all the cool things. And, I, and we did. We spent a lot of times there. I got really emotional when we left. I uh, had the greatest time. Got the new lightsaber. Very exciting. <laughs> uh, the next day, and I had this whole idea of like, one of the reasons I wanted to go to America is I'm like, I'm so excited for Bengals merchandise, okay? Because there is no Bengals merch in Australia. There's only Anywhere, really. starting to come. Then I learned when we went to America a couple of times, it's not really in America either. I had to go to Cincinnati to actually find Bengals merch everywhere. And then here I'm thinking... We're in the Super Bowl. There's going to be Bengal stuff everywhere. However, I forget. We were playing the Los Angeles team. We're playing the, the LA Rams, okay? So there was a lot more Rams stuff. I kind of knew that Ooh. going in. There was not a lot of Bengal stuff in stores, like just normal stores, and I was heartbroken. And then I found there's this big NFL superstore, and I'm like, here we go. Let's go. There's going to be Bengal stuff in there. And there were there was heaps just not for women. Just not for women. How dare you be a female Bengal supporter because we were not catered for. <laughs> but it's cool. Damien got a really cool jersey at the store and I was like, lucky for you. There was only one option for us and it was Joe Burrows and I already had that one. Uh, but yeah, that was so exciting being there. We did all the other things we'd love to do. We like One of the days we hiked the Hollywood sign. We've done that a couple of times now. And then, yeah, we had the Super Bowl. And that was a, a, a day and a half. Like, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Was, how was the experience for you? It's a bit wild. Like you sort of didn't – when we got there, I remember there was you, me, and um, the other guy with Daniel. And yeah. we literally like walked in. We're like, we're here. We're here. Like This is like we almost had like a like jump for joy, high five, <laughs> like as if we made it like real from Australia. Yeah. And we've made it to – a Super Bowl. Made it to a Super Bowl and it was just... Booked was, the week prior. Yeah. <laughs> it's so overwhelming. And like then this this is the guy we met, Daniel, was fantastic as well. He was the same as us. He's booked because he's a diehard Bengals fan. Book within a week, on a plane, all of a sudden, bang, okay, let's go. So we were all in the same position and we just couldn't... And when you're over there, you can't help the feeling like something's going to go wrong and you're not going to be able to go. Like, you know, it felt too good to be true. But when we walked in like the got past the checkpoint gate where they checked your vaccinations... Yeah, like, oh, we're in. <laughs> and it was just so exciting. So hot. Yeah, so, we're all, it was like 34. We're all so in our hot. black Bengals jerseys. We're cooking in the sun, but we're still having the greatest time ever. And one of the questions we got from people, from someone, and I think we should initially just answer it with a yes or no first together, just see if we're on the same page. And I haven't given Damien a heads up about this question. Was the Super Bowl worth it? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Shit, man. I thought I'd tell you now. No, yes, of course it was. It was worth it. It was one of those things. But I wanted to sort of go into it because, okay, it was worth it for us because uh, my team, Damien's pretty much honorary team. It was worth it for us. It was, But the reasons that made it worth it for me was – obviously being around other Bengals supporters, like, you know, just walking past people and they're like, who day, who day, who day, just having a chat to people and being around. And you knew you were around, especially with the Bengals, a bit of like backstory of people who don't really know. The Bengals haven't been in a Super Bowl and hadn't won a playoff game for 31 years. 32, yeah. Yeah, 31. So the last time we won a playoff game was when we played in the Super Bowl and we haven't won a Super Bowl. And you had all these people there and there's a, there's a sort of running sort of joke 
about the Bengals is that we were cursed and we were never going to win another playoff game because we always we were very good at making it to the playoffs, but we'd always lose the first game. We get in and then lose. I went to one of the games that we got into a playoff game and we lost. It was just a joke. And honestly, as Bengals supporters, our goal for this year, okay, we're coming off a, a season where we only won four games. Uh, our quarterback, our star quarterback that we drafted in the first round ends up destroying his knee, can't play for the rest of the season. We're just hoping in this season... You win five games. We're winning, we win five, ga- five games and Joe Burrow doesn't die. They were our goals, okay? We win more than the five games. We're like, oh, Joe Burrow hasn't been destroyed yet. He'd been sacked more than any other player in the NFL, but he, he's still up and walking. And then we beat the Steelers, okay? Our rival team, we beat them twice. We're like, oh! This is, the best. We always make the joke, that's as good as a Super Bowl for us because, all right, we beat the Steelers. And then a part of us, we start to get a little bit greedy. We go, maybe this is the year. Maybe, maybe this is the year one we game. win one playoff game. And we're like, nah, sure. And it was hard. We didn't. We weren't sure if we were going to get into the playoffs until basically like the second last week. It wasn't like a sure thing. Our division was very, uh, was very competitive. Um, we get in. Okay. Are we going to win the game? Are we actually going to do this? We win the first playoff game. Every Bengals fan is like, we're set. We're fine. But the actual, the Bengals team were like, nah, we're not done. We're not done. This isn't the standard. The standard is a Super Bowl. And we're all like, like, love the attitude, guys. But come on, let's be realistic. We've done so well to win a playoff game. We're all happy. Just take it easy, guys. Take it easy. Nah, guys weren't done. They win more playoffs games. They win enough to make them freaking AFC champions, okay? We won our whole conference. We're in the Super Bowl. Unheard of. So you've got Bengals fans there who cannot believe this. Like, they are over the moon, so emotional. And you knew because these tickets were so expensive and everyone – the Bengals fans are usually only in Ohio. That's generally where they are. They're around other places but not too many. They're there. You know they've made this massive commitment – like we have to put themselves in this game. And the emotion was so high and it was just so nice being around all these other people who just cared so much for this team. Such a hype day. Such a hype, especially for me. Like I have never met another Bengal supporter until I went to Cincinnati and saw them there. That was just a massive thing for me. So that's made it worth it. Seeing the team made it worth it. Like I've seen the Bengals play before, but I've never watched Joe Burrow play before. I've never watched Chase play before. All these new exciting players. Seeing the team, seeing the team just be like talked about, like just seeing the Bengals banners everywhere yeah. made me emotional. I was just like, you never, we never, we're never on the ads. We're you never, never on the merch. Game. We never get primetime games. We are not ever considered. And just all of that stuff made me so happy. Like we were just... Daniel and I were just taking pictures of everything Bengals because we we never see it before. And even not even just in Australia, even in America, we're just not a team people focus on. And it was just so nice having the attention mm. on us. Um, as for watching the game, watching NFL live is fun, but it's definitely a game. It is very more comfortable to watch it on your TV. Yeah, of course. On your TV, you see the downs, you see how much distance they have to make. Um, you know, you hear the flags. Watching it live is a whole different experience. Not for everyone, uh, but I still love it. And we had high up seats, but you can still see everything. Yeah, of course you can. And still get to watch it all. But it is a very different experience going to watch this game live. And I'm getting into all of this because I wanted to sort of say, yes, it was an experience worth it for us because we were so invested in a team. However, 
Would you recommend for someone whose team isn't in the Super Bowl, and if you're not like you know that passionate about, it, would you recommend going just for the experience? Yeah, but if you're not passionate about the sport, like then it's not going to be worth like the the effort and the money and the time. Whereas yeah. if you're a fan of the sport, because it's not just like the day; it's the hype before, it's the like the concerts beforehand, it's the build up, it's everything that leads into it, it's the actual game itself, yeah. and it's like the there's things going on around the city there's going like there's things that lead up into a great day yeah then the day itself is fantastic it might be better if you actually don't go for a team so there's not enough heartbreak you just like oh, go okay. and you enjoy yourself you reckon that um but so, if you're gonna be you're gonna be a fan of the sport you have to enjoy and love the sport itself see i you can't would, just be like i kind of like i just want to go to a super bowl and i'm gonna go i'm just gonna go for the halftime show don't just go for the halftime show and believe me <laughs> see i my opinion is I mean, obviously it depends on where you're at in life. You've got heaps of money, go crazy. You can do whatever you want. My opinion is if it's not your team in the Super Bowl, would I have thought that was the money we paid and the experience, our experience, do I think, was it worth it? If the exact same game, and it was a good game, don't get me wrong, would I have thought it was worth it if the Bengals weren't playing, if it was two random teams? No, of course not. No. I, but in saying that, look, I'm not saying, you know, never go to a Super Bowl. If you have the opportunity and you can afford it and you want to go, yes. But I definitely feel the what made it worth it for me was watching my team. And even though my team lost and it was a heartbreak like I have never experienced before in my life, it was one of the best experiences, but also one of the most painful it didn't matter because I loved my team and I was there. It is much more, I think, enjoyable to watch a Super Bowl at a Super Bowl party at home with beer and wings. And like, I think that is such a fun experience. I love watching the Super Bowl from home. It is such a great time. I have so much fun, even though it's, you know, Super Bowl Monday here and we've got to watch it at 10 a.m. and we're drinking Budweiser's at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's not the same experience as what it is in America. Yeah, of course. What we did last time in San Fran, like it happened to work out that, we were already there holidaying. If you're going directly for a game that isn't your team, mm. then it's probably not worth it. Yeah. But if you're in this, if you're if in you're the in country the and, you, yeah. and you plan that if I'm going to go there and I'll see who's in there and if it's a team, if it's going to be a good game, hopefully, then it's not like it. When you're specifically yeah. going for from, that, yeah, from then a, no. From Australia, yeah, I would say go for your team other than that. Because, yeah, like it is just as enjoyable watching it from home. But, yeah, everything else that the, the stadium was amazing. So far, stadium was beautiful actually fun fact everyone was being like you know wow it was so big it was very big and there was a lot of people there however how much was there was 70,000 people 71 71,000 people uh we're victorians okay we've grown up in the mcg uh th- that side of things yeah as much as it was impressive you know, we've seen a hundred thousand people yeah, in MCG. You're in a concrete box. Exactly, but still, so far like, it's actually like a luxury stadium. It was a luxury stadium, but still, like, you know, that many people being there wasn't even strange because I'm just like, oh, well, this is just like a normal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go to a Collingwood Essendon match, we've got more than seventy thousand people there. It that stuff didn't really like a lot of people like in Americans were like, whoa, it's so many people because this, yeah, this, this is a stadium. This is cold enough. This is a huge stadium for them. For us, I'm like, this is standard. So that didn't do it, but the stadium was stunning in the stadium it was sort of like a a half open you know because it had like not walls the whole way around yeah had a roof but they had like two sort of open sides which we were near one of the sides so it was comfortable in there even though they was hot like it was air conditioned when you're under there it was fun it was really comfortable uh you could hear everything throughout the game really well i did post a a stuff on you know the internet and i made a tiktok about the fact we couldn't hear the halftime show and don't get me wrong i was just shocked because like, uh, 
we weren't going for the halftime show, you know, but a part of it, it was like a little thing to sweeten the deal. Like, you know, it's a really expensive experience, but okay, we get to, you know, see some amazing, you know, get a buddy, you get to see Snoop Dogg, you see Dr. Dre, you get to see Eminem, you get to see Mary J. Blige. How exciting. Okay. And I knew we weren't going to be able to see them. I knew we were going to be watching the screen because we were up, up high, but I honestly thought we were going to be able to hear them. Yeah, um, but it was a, it was a show for the. the it was a show the for the viewers watching on TV, which is fine. But it was just a bit of. I was just shocked. I was just like, oh, <laughs> like we can't. Damien was like to me, "Do you want food?" Like in the middle of like Mary J. Blige's song, and I'm like, "Don't you want to stay for this?" And he's like, "I can't hear." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, true, good point." And he just you left because you couldn't hear it. Like, what's the point? You you mm. couldn't hear a thing. And they must have changed it. Some people have like thought from my TikTok that, you know, the, the speakers weren't working. It wasn't a matter of the speakers weren't working. It's just they've changed systems when, you know, they've switched to the broadcast for this and they've obviously optimized the sound so you can hear it. Yeah, because when you're watching like YouTube and stuff, it's sick. Oh, yeah, it, it's fantastic. But there's even videos of people like, you know, down the bottom who couldn't hear it. People at the back couldn't hear it. Unfortunately, you had to have more expensive seats. You know, like the celebrity seats where people are paying like $36,000. They're your seats where you're going to be hearing it, not just the plebs where we were, which was... Nice plebs. Yeah, which was disappointing. Like kind of hurt because at the end of the day, as much as our tickets were cheap, you know, they still were a lot of money. So you're just like, you feel like you've been kicked in the face because for no, us, you know, you know, you're like, oh, okay. But look, I'm, you know, no hard feelings. It's one of those things. But in the moment... Yeah, I was shocked. But yeah, I just watched it afterwards and I was like, cool. But I love, people, cool. I love people messaging me like, how cool was the halftime show? I'm like, yeah. It was sick. <laughs> I saw and heard, heard all of it. <laughs> so anyway, that was sort of enough of like a summary of what it was like to travel in the Super Bowl for us. We're going to get into some questions. But before we get into your questions, we're going to have a quick chat about the wine we're drinking today. So at the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that we're drinking a Chardonnay today. And I've just had another sip before I've recorded this segment. And Damien's just witnessed me spill it all over myself because that is all I do. Spud. I'm a spud, but I am enjoying it so much. This is actually the first Chardonnay I had that changed my mind on Chardonnays. I grew up working in a restaurant and I had an association with Chardonnays that uh, essentially I thought Karen's ordered them and I was like, I, I will never order a Chardonnay because I didn't like the vibe of people who ordered them. And I was like, I'm not going to be a Chardonnay drinker. Um, and I ended up actually going, this is a Cannibal Creek Chardonnay. It's a, it's a basically a local vineyard for us. And this was the first time I went and I did like a wine tasting there and I had this Chardonnay and I was like, this is really nice. It's so smooth. It's so buttery. It's got a bit of a smoky earthiness to it. And it completely changed my mind and made me open to trying Chardonnay. So this is like the OG for me. The OG Chard. The OG Shardy. And I'm like, no, I want to have this on the episode because it's so important to me. And it's so good. Like if you're having it with like a creamy pasta or like a chicken scallopine, anything with cream. I mean, I don't really have seafood, but like, you know, a buttery seafood dish, it would be incredible like it's my absolute go-to i'm like it just adds to the flavor and that's the thing with wines that people get to start you know realizing i have so many people be like oh i'm not a wine drinker which is fair like you know damien isn't always a wine drinker yourself i'm more like a white wine drinker you're more of a white wine drinker but if you have it with the food that it complements it makes such a difference because like this it brings out flavors in the wine the wine brings out flavors in the food and a chardonnay it can be done so well but it's just a mouth party cannibal creek 2019 Chardonnay. If you're ever around Tynog and want to go to the Cannibal Creek Vineyard, uh, they do amazing like wine uh, 
you know, tastings. And one I did had like a bit of pairing with food. It was amazing. I had a great day and I love this wine. So yeah. Uh, so Damien, I've got a couple of questions we're going to answer. Uh, first one, how many credit cards did we burn through to buy a beer and a hot dog? They're not that expensive, was it? You paid for it. I, I, this was during the halftime oh, show. Oh, eight, eight US a hot dog. Eight US. Okay, so it's not little, very cheap. Okay, well, I didn't buy it, so I don't know. Look, eight US. One thing we learned with this trip is we've been to America a couple of times before. America has gotten more expensive. It's gotten more expensive. Due to COVID. America used to be, you know, even with our dollar and exchange rates, things were generally still cheaper there, especially food and drinks. This time, not so much. Only, no. when, we, only when we went to In and Out. In and Out was quite reasonable. How much was In and Out for a burger? It cost me like 16 bucks for like both of our meals where every other place you we went to was like $16 per meal. Yeah, $16 US, which is how much? Australian, like, like $21, yeah. It was more expensive, but it wasn't unreasonable. It just felt like Australian, honestly. So yeah, how much like we're traveling in Melbourne. It's how much you would pay for a hot dog and a beer at the MCG. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just usually America's cheaper. This time it wasn't. So that was okay. Interesting question we got was cultural differences between America that we immediately noticed. We've obviously, we've been a couple of times, um, so there's a lot more to this question. But the one thing that came to me on this holiday is, when, especially when we're talking about COVID, it's sort of like a submission culture in Australia is that they were asking us, like, how did they enforce the COVID restrictions here in Victoria and Australia and things like that? I said, well, you know, police would be checking and you can get fines and get in trouble and, you know, all these things. And then the Americans were just like, but like, they told us that as well, but we just didn't believe them. And I said, well, you know, a part of us, kind of thought you know we knew we could break the rules and there's a chance that we weren't going to get caught but you know it kept us in line and americans are just like no way that wouldn't have stopped us and i've definitely learned this this massive difference between the two countries is that americans are willing to challenge and fight everything fight for their rights at every second australians seem to be at this stage willing to threaten to fight for their rights and you know oh, i'm not going to do this but generally speaking we seem to be more of a submissive Oh, okay, well, that's just the way it is. That's the rule. Mm. And I thought it was really interesting. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. I don't know which way you're supposed to go. But for example, I found out when we were in Los Angeles, and we're talking about speed cameras and things like that. And Americans in Los Angeles, I don't know about all across America, is they did eventually have like stationary speed cameras, like what we have here everywhere. Um, but our Uber driver was telling us that they had these cameras, but then Americans were so outraged about these speed cameras because they speed all the time. And I was like, you don't don't get caught? And they said, well, no, we had these stationary speed cameras. But then what all so many Americans did was then take them to court when they got fined. Because when you get get fined, you get a picture taken of you. And then Americans are talking to the court and said it's an invasion of our privacy. Classic. Classic Americans. They caused that much of a ruckus over it. They ended up just being like, it's not worth it. And they got rid of most of them. And now they, you know, the only way you get fined is by police pulling you over. Whereas Australians were just like, oh. That's okay. the way it is, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I'm like, there's two different, you know, different mindsets there. It's definitely American mindset and then there's an Australian mindset and that it's not similar. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. But anyway, I hope that was a bit of an insight into what international travel was like and what it was like at the Super Bowl. It was really good to go back. And I think, you know, all in all, it was a, we're very glad we did it. It was one of the greatest weeks of our life. Yeah, it was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. Once-in-a-lifetime experience. And it was a nice treat, you know, after we spent two years really not doing it. Two hard years, you know what I mean? As much as, you know, how hard was it being locked at home? It was a rough and exhausting two years. Um, and it was 
a really nice little treat to just go for one week, just treat to yourself. do everything we love. I guess when you're traveling overseas, you just got to do your research. Yeah. It's a really big thing where you sort of just can't wing it. It is daunting and it's a hard decision to go overseas, but if it's something you really want to do, like ooh, what we had done, it is really nice. But baby steps. because yeah, you just, gotta, just do your research. It's not that hard to like. You're just going to make sure which country you go to. Do you need testing? What paperwork do you need? Because you might have a test, but if you haven't done the paperwork, you won't mm. get in. So just gotta stay, def- stay tuned. Definitely do the paperwork. Look into it. But if it's something you really want to do, I highly recommend it. It was yeah, a lot of keep fun. Keep traveling. Beautiful. Oh, thank you so much for listening today. Damien, thank you for... Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Of course I wanted to chat about this with you. And we'll see you in another episode. Catch you then. See you later.